News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman. In association with AIR on News Talk. Now, the government announced plans yesterday to replace the current minimum wage of 10.50 per hour with a new living wage, which is to be phased in over four years from 2023. The living wage will be set at 60% of median earnings in the economy, which, if you were to extrapolate that to, to current uh, levels here in 2022 would, would put it at currently 12.17 an hour. So uh, an increase of almost 20% on the minimum wage. Uh, Dr. Laura Bambrick, who is Head of Social Policy and Employment Affairs at the Irish Congress of Trade Unions, joins us on this now. Um, Laura, what do you make of it? Uh, morning, Kira. So, um, yes, it's uh, yesterday's announcement was hugely significant, hugely positive. Uh, we have a government at last committing to fair and adequate wages. And if we think about it, unions were founded two centuries ago with a founding principle to abolish poverty wage. And if it's done right, and that's an important qualification, this living wage proposal will abolish early uh, low pay. So hugely significant, not just for trade unions, but the hundreds of thousands of workers on the lowest rung of the pay ladder. The the way it's been brought in over four years uh, from 2023, is is that appropriate? Is, Is that something you welcome? Well, behind this, just so listeners know that this proposal isn't a back of the envelope stuff. There's a year and a half of really extensive research by the low pay commissioners and researchers in Maynooth University looking at the best way to transfer from a minimum wage to a living wage. And they've been looking at how other countries have done it because there's nothing original what is being proposed here today. So to avoid a financial shock, allow employers to um, t- to move their payroll costs. And um, they are rec- the low pay commission recommended no more than five years, and government have come out and said four years. But last week, Germany threw a spanner in the works. Germany, not known for their knee-jerk reactions in matters uh, relating to the economy, they decided last week that they will move from a minimum wage to a living wage, not in four years, but in four months. And they're going to increase their minimum wage by €2.12. So very similar to the size we're talking about. So Irish Congress of Trade Unions will be arguing that we have to look again at that four-year rollout. So you'd like to see that sped up is what you're saying in effect? Absolutely. Okay. And the Low Pay Commission do recognise that that, that that should be a facility to speed it up when the economic situation circumstances allow okay. for that. Question for you, Laura, though, because you, you can't really tinker with the economy without, without ripples coming out from that stone that you throw I- I- into the pond. And if we do increase minimum wage by an approximately 20%. That's coffee shops and, 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 and corner shops and all kinds of places now with a 20% increase in their wage bill for their staff. Presumably, people's coffee will go up by 20%, people's, you know, uh, other purchases, other services that, that, that they buy from businesses or that they get from businesses that now have this wage hike to pay for will go up by 20%. Will what will happen, should I, I put it like that? What will happen if, if, if all this does is fuel an increase in the cost of living? All that happens here is is that uh, we're now seeing wages chasing inflation and that we're getting into that spiral and, and, and that the 20% that you're getting in, in your, your living wage is now wiped out 
simply because everything else is going to cost more. Absolutely, Kira. That's a, a genuine concern. A lot of people will be thinking. Now, as much as I would love to be on your radio show telling people making their way to work that the proposal that was announced today is going to deliver more money into their pay packet, the reality is there's fewer than 140,000 workers that this is going to impact on. You know, uh, it, it's less than 7% of the workforce. So what we're doing with a minimum wage or with a living wage, very similar to a living wage is we're introducing an income floor. The difference is that we're making sure that those workers that are making your coffee this morning, yep. but also those workers that over the last two years during lockdown, the people that stacked their shelves, yep. the people that were working in our care homes, the people that were emptying our bins, delivering our pay packet, they're the people, the 140,000 that are earning it. We're just saying if they do a full week's work, they will be able to afford all of the essentials of life. They'll be able to pay their bills and they'll be able to have a little bit And that's bit the good over. bit, but, but are you saying because there's only 140 40,000 of them that you don't expect to see that kind of pressure on the cost of living? No, no. As, as I said, there's a whole body of research going by this. There's a reason why I'm not on the show this morning going the minimum wage should be at 25 euros, 50 okay. euros. Okay. It's getting that sweet spot where they're adequate right. for the worker Look, and sustainable okay. for employers we, and everybody else. We shall leave it there. Thank you very much for speaking to us this morning. That's Laura Bambrick there. Dr. Laura Bambrick, Head of Social Policy and Employment Affairs at the ICTU. News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman. In association with AIR. Weekday mornings at 7 on News.